This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Empire. Has the highlight superseded the game? And we train the AI to understand every single thing about the sport. So it knows basketball. It's watched so many games of NBA games. It knows the score probably better than than, than, than all of us. That's David Gavant, business development executive with WSC Sports, the backbone of the instant dissemination of highlights on social media worldwide. This is the Future Sport Podcast. I'm Bram Weinstein. David Gavant has an extensive background in building digital arms for traditional outlets, but these days he is full meta when it comes to the future of engagement. And with younger fans opting for mobile and snackable sports experiences, it begs the question, are the games only there to produce the more valuable asset? Our guest this week is David Gavant. He's a business development executive with WSC Sports, which is a group that if you are watching highlights on the internet, it is likely that WSC Sports was the function behind it that created all of that. They're an AI technology company based in Israel, and they are moving forward with the future of sports content. Hey, David, how are you? I'm doing well, Bram. Thank you. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Um, all right. Take me through your background a little bit because you have um, an extensive background in traditional linear and cable television production that's kind of led you to this point where you're working with this group. Yes, that's true. So I started out my career in high school. I grew up in Atlanta and I started working for CNN Sports as, uh, as an intern. And basically, I lived there. If they, if they would have had a bed there, I would have slept there. It was just basically my film school uh, all through high school and college. And I started out as a game logger. And it was basically, if you're watching a baseball game, you would have a piece of paper. You write out the top of the first inning. You write out what the batter did, the first batter did. You'd mark down on the, where, where the event happened uh, on the tape. And you'd log the entire game. And then at the end of the game, you go take it into a, an, an editor and you'd give him the log sheet and he would actually queue up the tape, the specific events that uh, where, you know, he wanted to include in his highlight package. So basically a five minute highlight package would take about 45 minutes to an hour to cut. Um, but that highlights, uh, you know, the logging information that translates today into a data feed. So you might have heard like the the sports radars or the geniuses or the stats perform They're They're actually providing a data feed that contains all that logging information that happens in events in a game. So it could be the the time of the the game, the player in the game, what the action was that the player did. Um, And then uh, I moved on to a production assistant um, at, uh, at CNN. And it was basically finding great shots for those editors to use. Maybe it wasn't features, maybe it wasn't promos, Maybe it was, and, and more highlights that were being cut. 
And that was basically, again, something that our technology does. It, our, it automatically rates plays one through five. So it's, it's basically like having a production assistant that back in the old times would go back and, and kind of like find the best plays and tell the editors what to do. Um, and then I became an editor. So, um, and I, that's where I'd be taking all the logging information. I'd be taking all the recommendations from the production assistants and literally be spending that amount of time to, um, uh, to cut a highlight package. So everything that I just described to you right now, now takes maybe, uh, 90 seconds to do. And, and that's being very conservative. And our AI will do all that, which I just described, and do it uh, automatically. So having that background of starting out as a logger, then a production assistant, and as an editor, really gave me a, a holistic view of um, of the manual process that that goes on, that goes into getting highlights to air. So uh, again, so what used to take 45 literally will take five clicks of a button, and you're done in uh, you know 90 a minute to 90 seconds. After I graduated uh, college, I moved on to the NBA, where I uh, ran their commercial division. You might have heard of this campaign called I Love This Game. Yeah. We produced about 100 spots uh, per year. Um, also produced a show called Inside Stuff uh, early on in the 90s. Summer I Sanders. That's Summer of- Sanders, right? Uh, that's right. Yeah. Summer. Yeah. Yep. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, after after her uh, great performance in the 92 Olympics uh, in, in, in the pool, she, she came over and uh, worked on that show for a while and also produced a number of live events, including the uh, the draft lottery and some of the uh, USA Basketball Dream Team selection shows. So had a really great run at the NBA, did a lot of work with a guy named uh, Michael Jordan. Um, <laughs> yeah. And uh, uh so uh, a lot of the, uh, you know, Michael Jordan come fly with me, some of the big uh, highlight tapes uh, that uh, a lot of people might be familiar with, uh, being able to watch Jordan live was really, 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 uh, now looking back on it, was uh, such, a, such a great uh, honor to be able to see somebody. I think I saw him play about 80 times over mm-hmm. my uh, career at the, uh, at the NBA. And then... Uh, uh, right when Jordan left, I said, okay, maybe this would be a good time to transition. And I went over to Major League Baseball where I ran MLB Productions uh, for about 16 years. Just like Michael show. Jordan, you left to go to baseball. Yeah. Look at you. That's right. And <laughs> just like Jordan, I couldn't hit, hit the curve either. Uh, but uh, but uh, I was able to have a, a pretty good career uh, over at Major League Baseball as part of uh, Bud Felix's administration running MLB Productions. We had about 150 people. Uh, comprised of uh, producers, editors, directors, writers, uh, uh, cinematographers, uh, loggers, you name it. We produced about 5,000 hours of content for Showtime, HBO. We did This Week in Baseball for Fox. Um, and uh, um, it was uh, a, a great time to be at, uh, at baseball. And then um, a couple of years ago, I was hearing about this company um, that was using AI to automatically uh, cut highlights in real time. And at first I didn't believe it. I just, I said, you know, I, 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 I won't use the, uh, the verbiage that I actually use, but uh, I said, I got to find out more information about this company. And when I was interviewing um, with the founders um, of WFC Sports, it happened to be the finals of the, the Men's Australia Open, uh, which has been in the news recently, but the, the finals a couple of years ago, if they say, hey, you want to see every drop shot that happened in the men's tournament over the last two weeks? I go, yeah, 
literally within five seconds, there were 35 drop shots mm. right in front of me. Highlights with perfect ins and perfect outs as if a real editor had cut it. And it just completely blew me away. And I just said, listen, I know I have a production background. I, I want to come on board. This technology is just incredible. Please find a place for me. And, uh, and that's the story of how I got to WSC Sports. Um, as a total aside, my first job out of college was also at CNN, but it was in CNN, Washington. I also was essentially, as you call it, a, they called it a production assistant at that time, a PA, but I was a logger. Um, but I didn't do the fun stuff. I was basically forced to watch C-SPAN all day and log congressional oh. hearings and go back to them and tell the producers when somebody said something that I thought was interesting. So oh, it, wow. if you could automate that, that'd be wonderful, actually. Wow. <laughs> so, so you, you know, you, you are the true epitome of just get your foot in the door Correct. And, uh, and, and take it from there because, uh, or else uh, I hope you're drinking coffee, you know, right out of college because, uh, ooh, watching uh, C-SPAN all day long, that, that's, uh, that's good for you. It's quite possible I'm one of 10 people in American history to watch all of the Ruby Ridge hearings start to finish. It's possible that I'm one of the <laughs> few people have actually done that. Um, I didn't see that on your resume. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe, maybe I should put be- it up there. It does say, Now when I say it, it actually sounds impressive. Um, it, it does, yeah. <laughs> All right. So, all right, let's get into what WSC does. So um, I'll give you an example. Just the other day, my favorite basketball team, the Washington Wizards, played a matinee game. Kyle Kuzma has a very memorable dunk in the middle of it over Joel Embiid. Is that you guys turning that around like automatically and making that happen on the Internet? Yeah, so what's really cool about the, the technology, it, it what really makes um, WSC special is our automation. So Basically, we have um, we've trained the AI. You know, we work in sports in in our uh, repertoire, and we train the AI to understand every single thing about the sport. So it knows basketball. It's watched so many games of NBA games. It knows the score probably better than than than, than all of us. So what we taught the AI to do is set rules in advance. So when X happens, do Y. So when that play happens. If that was a rule, which it probably was in the system, it'll automatically cut that highlight and literally it'll just, it'll pick that play within five seconds. And then it'll take, you know, another several seconds to encode it and it will deliver it to any of your social media distribution points. You want to send it, it'll, it'll send the highlight to Twitter. It'll send it to Facebook. It'll send it to YouTube, wherever you want. It'll send it immediately the moment that play happens. And so within like, uh, you know, within seconds of that play happening on the court, it'll show up on your social media feed. I have to assume that there was some trial and error right along the way here. And maybe this is previous to when you showed up to this, because I could imagine the AI is just flooding social media with some things that wouldn't even fall into the category of highlights. Right. I mean, did it take some time to kind of figure out how to hone this so it's getting the right type of content put out there? Well, you know, it's using three indicators. And so that's why, you know, it it was a little bit before my time. So I don't have that information. All I know is that it's the the AI is looking at three indicators to make sure that the the highlight is absolutely perfect. So for example, it's listening to the, um, uh, the play by play announcer, the inflection of the play by play announcer. If they're getting excited, it's listening to the, the Nat sound, the crowd in the background. So. If there's if there's a swell after a play, the AI knows. Oh wow, that this is a big moment. I need to pay attention to it. 
All right. And then it's also on that out point of a, of a highlight clip. It knows that, you know, it's not when it's listening to the announcer, it's not listening to language. It's language agnostic. So a goal in, in, a, in Spanish for soccer, it might go on for 30 seconds. You're like, goal. It, the AI will not upcut the audio for that play. But that same play in, in English might only last 15 seconds. So depending on where what, what our customers are using, what language they're using, it'll cut two different highlights clips for the same play based on the one of the inflection points in, in the audio. Um, it, the AI is also looking at everything on screen that it can take away and consume as information. So it's looking at the, the clock. It's looking at the scoreboard or in golf, the leaderboard. It's looking at, the, you know, the, any kind of graphical information. It's looking at camera cuts. It's looking at close-up of players. And then it's also using that, that, that rich data feed. So when I was talking earlier about, you know, logging and when you were logging C-SPAN, we don't really need loggers anymore for the stuff that happens on the court because that data feed from the sports radars of the world, uh, the geniuses of the world, that data feed is taking care of that. And so what the AI is doing instantly is combining all three of those elements. And from there, it's able to not only create a perfect clip with a perfect in and a perfect out, but it'll rate that play one through five with five being the best of the best. So if I want to create a highlight package, but I only want to see four stars and above, I can set that rule in advance. When this game is over, I want to see all the four star plays. The moment, you know, the, the, the final, you know, clock, the, the, the final buzzer rings, send those plays to these 10 distribution points around the world. Huh. The, you know, what, what's also really cool is that it's kind of transformed the NBA's international business. It's, you know, it's my understanding that before, working with us, the, the, the NBA would send the 50 best highlights from the night all over the world. Now, if they have a customer in the, in the Philippines who want just a specific set of highlights from the favorite player in the region, they can set rules in advance and say, when this game is over, send this highlight video to this region, send this highlight video to that region of the world. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. You just set the rules and it just does it automatically. It's pretty wild. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com tech. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The one thing that I think the next step, and, and I, I don't know if you guys are in this space or if it matters because of the immediacy of what you're doing, is doesn't a human still need to tell the story of a game? If the, in the end, like... Don't we need to? Don't we need our expertise to explain what happened there, as opposed to the box score and just the highlights that can be automated along the way? A hundred percent. You're absolutely correct, and that's why our system comes with you know. So the, the 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 really the magic is the automation. But if you look at our platform, 
we have two systems. We have this automatic magical system called AVGen automatic video generator. But what's also connected to it is this other system called ClipPro, which is our manual editing system. It's, it's, so it's basically, it's where uh, a human goes in. Listen, we, we don't know, we don't know the region as good as someone, you know, in Washington might know the sports in that area. Um, we, we don't know that, you know, the, the AI is, um, you know, need, will only focus on the, the data that happens, uh, on, on the field or on the court or on the course. So, you know, it's not necessarily looking at crowd shots or, you know, players diving into the stands and spilling beer or, you know, reaction shots after somebody misses a free throw. So, so we give the ability to go in and manually tweak the, the videos that are created automatically to input more context on the knowledge of the people in the region or in the sport or in the local market. So we give it the ultimate control of speed with the automatic creation of those videos, but then you can actually drop those videos into your timeline on ClipPro and adjust it as needed based on the, the knowledge of, uh, of a human being and trying to tell the story better. Um, I mean, this is obviously an, an unbelievably modern tool that you are using here. Um, as you work with your partners, uh, either in OTT or the linear spaces, and they're using this to have more engagement with younger audiences, how do they hope to work with you to get back to what I would assume is still their ultimate goal of driving people back to watching longer portions of games? So, so the, 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 the way we look at it is that, um, you know, games are the full meal and, and highlights are, are just the, uh, are just the appetizers. So, um, you know, the, really the, the best way to describe it is that the demand for highlights is just increasing. Um, and, and so, you know, it, it, and, and there's a real opportunity within the industry to deliver on that growing appetite for personalized highlights that fans really want to consume on the device of their choice at the time of their choosing. So, the, you know, the demand for highlights used to be, I mean, the best way to kind of describe, to visualize this is, is imagine the demand for highlights used to come up to your shoulders and that demand could be fulfilled by existing staff. So, so now that demand is like four feet over your head and growing, and there's there's no way this demand can be met with anything other than automation. So we like to say that it's no longer video on command, but the marketplace and the consumers and the younger audience, they're they're demanding video on command. Um, so and and really tech now is that that best option to deliver that that really that insatiable appetite for highlights at scale that's only growing. Um, so, um, you know, but to be clear that I strongly believe that highlights are just an enticement yeah. to, to really draw attention to your content. And there's still a great need to personalize this content for that younger generation of fans who are, who are just consuming sports differently. Yeah. I, I, so that it goes to the broad question of, and this goes for everything, forget just sports is long form anything dead. I don't think uh, we know the answer to that, right? Do we, do we know the answer to that? I, I don't think long form is dead. It's just that young fans are not used to sitting and watching full games now. So instead they're hanging out on different platforms and have that are, that all have different experiences. So right now it's really up to the rights holders of the live sports to meet those younger fans at the places where they're hanging out and either 
either get them to come sample the live games or to watch the live games in conjunction, you know, like that, that second yeah. and third screen experience. I mean, one of the, one of the cool things that we're offering is, uh, is a, is a product called, you know, video push notification, for example. So mm-hmm. we're kind of taking advantage of the, of the FOMO, you know, fear of missing out. So what happens is our automation can literally 10 times a game when some big moment happens can send uh, can send viewers uh, a text message on their cell phone with the highlight of that big moment that happened in the game with a deep link that'll take you back to the live broadcast, either on the OTT channel or on the web or what have you. So it's really, it's, you know, it's, it's really using technology to kind of drive it's, you know, it's not only about viewership, it's about engagement. It's about getting those, those younger generation of fans to engage with your content whether that be through highlights, whether it be through, you know, watching the live game, whether it be through sampling the live game, it's, it's, it's really trying to give the rights holders, you know, a, a wide variety of tools to help them reach their fans where they are right now. Um, do you foresee, considering you have this technology and you could work with a multitude of partners who have, have rights, um, do you foresee a time where there are a lot of platforms that have, highlight rights, but no real game rights. And that that is how the rights are divvied up amongst the leagues and its partners. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a, that's a great point. We are creating a different kind of classification, uh, asset classification, um, that if leagues wanted to in the future, uh, they could carve out these rights. I think, I think digital rights are so broad in some of these, some of these agreements now, that highlight rights are included, but because we're, you know, technology is able to deliver, you know, like, you know, one of, one of the other cool things that, you know, we're working with our, with rights holders with, um, you know, with, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a product called, uh, uh, WSC stories. So we are working directly with Google that puts, uh, puts highlights directly on Google one box, which is the search area of Google. And so what happens is it's like, I wanted to see NFL highlights. And uh, I missed some of the games, some of the playoff games. So I just, I just punched up, punched up uh, in Google NFL highlights, and it took me to the NFL page. And if you look now on the on the bottom right hand corner of every score, you have a highlight package that you can click on that we're helping to uh, helping uh, partners uh, to uh, to uh, uh, to create. And so, so now that's an area that's creating this new asset classification for highlights. So not only is the demand for highlights um, uh, but you're absolutely right. There, there could be, you know, all these deals are kind of locked up through, you know, for the next 10 years, but yeah. there will be a time where this will become like a different asset classification that leagues especially will be able to offer. And, and based on your background as well, I think this is a, this is a major year for rights. I, I think we're seeing things like Amazon and Google and, and new large behemoth type players come into the space for broadcasting rights and whatever, in whatever form that that actually ends up taking. Um, just based off your long background, how do you see sports content in the future when groups like that will be owning massive chunks of rights? Well, if you kind of take a look at some of the, the tech, tech companies, you know, if you remember like three or four years ago when, when a lot of the broadcast contracts were, were up, all the leagues were begging these big tech companies to come in and become another competitor to help drive up the, the, the cost of, of, of rights. And um, 
they never did. Amazon, Apple, Google, they, you know, they, they definitely had the market capitalization to come in and just kind of write a blank check for whatever they wanted. But they were very, very cautious and have really just taking a long term, let's dip our toe in the water approach. Now you're starting to see it shake out, um, shake out a little bit more. But uh, and so you're starting to see like Amazon is going to be producing Thursday night football uh, themselves next year. Um, you've heard Apple is, is, you know, the rumors are that they're going to make a, uh, they're going to make a, a deal for, for major league baseball content. Yeah. You know, what, what, what we've found, and, and this is something that hasn't changed in sports for the last, you know, 30 years is that sports drives engagement, you know, because it's really as storytellers, sports is the only real, this is what David Stern used to say, you know, it's basically, Sports is the only thing that is unscripted. You just never know the outcome of, of, uh, of any event. And so that's why people watch. So it's still true to this day that, and that's not going to change no matter who's broadcasting it. It's that sports are popular because, you, you know, it's unscripted. You never know who's going to win. That's why you play the game because, you know, if it was based on who was going to win based on the, the procrastinators and, the, and the, not, the, 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 the people that are kind of judging what the score is going to be, um, then, then why even watch? So if this, for the storytelling aspect of sports, that's never going to go away. And, and, and I, and I think that's one reason why it's still attractive as a, as, as properties for these big tech companies. The original reality TV that was always the script that was there. Um, okay. Uh, one other big broad question and, and then I'll let you, I'll let you go. Um, how do you see your company working with the influx of gambling operators and fantasy sports operators that are clearly going to have a big say in content as we move forward. Um, you, you know what? We're um, you know video video engagement. Um, the video helps drive engagement. So the perfect example is for some of these big betting operators that are um, that have deals with the leagues now. So it used to be that um, when a big moment happened in a game. They would just send out a, a text, a text message, you know, to their, their customers on their, on their mobile phones. Right. And so what we've, what, uh, what we found is, and it's, and again, this isn't rocket science. It's like 80% of betting takes place on mobile phones yeah. and, you know, 80% it, it takes place, um, you know, uh, during live games and, and that, and that betting is taking place on mobile phones. So when I was telling you earlier about push notifications, and, um, and, and attaching video to that push notification, we're also helping our, the betting companies do that. And, and there's just been so much more engagement when you have video of a big moment attached to a, uh, um, uh, a, a push notification than just text-based um, as well. So they're, they're going to be having uh, different betting companies. They're going to have different... Um, abilities now because they are getting in-game rights to, to use highlights and that's just going to help drive people to come uh, to come uh, play the game or bet on the game or or, or what have you so uh, technology is, is definitely there um, and, it, and, the, and, and it has the ability to really help drive that business it's all really interesting david gavant from wsc sports thank you so much for joining us Rand, my pleasure On the next Future Sport Podcast, maybe distribution of longer form content isn't really going anywhere. Everybody's gotten more comfortable on on smaller screens, and that will continue to be a trend. There will be no shortages of iPhones and iPads and other smaller form factors, but content will still be distributed at scale on the TVs. 
And I believe there will always be types of programming that will um, have a very large audience for all generations. That's John Cohen, Senior Vice President of Business Development and Distribution at Frequency. We're finding space in the crowded sports space is their mission. That will do it for this episode. As always, the future is now. This is the Future Sport Podcast. I'm Bram Weinstein.